if makes life interesting, that word. It's a two-letter word that gets at all the endless possibilities. As you imagine, perhaps, how a conversation might go, you know, you think about, well, if she says that, I'm going to say this, but if she dares says that, then I'm going to say that. Or as you dream about your career path, if I can be this level of productive or this level of successful, then I'll be able to move up and do this or show I'm qualified to do that. If shows up everywhere, all the time, even on vacation, if shows up. You may know that my family and I were away for three weeks until coming home this past Tuesday. It all started when we planned last year to do our annual week-long getaway with my best friends from seminary and their families. For a while now, we have scheduled that week to happen over the 4th of July, so we knew the when of this year's trip. We also knew, once again, that it would need to happen in Colorado Springs, which is home to one of our three families. So last fall, we put it on the books. This past winter, my niece Sarah then announced her engagement to Mason, a wonderful young man. They asked me to officiate the wedding on July 17th at Glacier National Park. Pretty cool. So as I looked at the calendar and then I looked at the map of where we'd be going, I saw one possibility where we'd return from Colorado only to then leave again for Montana like 10 days later. Or the dad in me was like, we could just make it an epic road trip and from Colorado, go visit Carla's brother, who now lives in Sonoma County, California, which is further away than Colorado, by the way. And as we make our way from his house to my niece's wedding, we could hit four national parks on the way. Lassen Volcanic, Redwoods, Crater Lake, Glacier. Great idea, right? Woo! Okay. So that was the big idea. The question you might be wondering is, so how are you going to get around? Because I've seen what you drive. Because that's like a 5,000-mile trip. Enter my 2007 Toyota Sienna minivan, otherwise known as the Beast. With child number one, we bought a Subaru Outback. We remained steadfast in our minivan resistance through child number two. But by the time our third was on her way, we admitted our place in the world. We needed practicality. Form lost all importance. Function is what was required for two humans trying to raise three humans. So in 2010, a three-year-old minivan with 40,000 miles entered my life. Now our Sienna is 14, just two years away from being able to drive. That was a joke. Okay. Anyway, over 14 years, with people living in this vehicle for something like an hour or two per day, stuff has happened to that vehicle. Those automatic doors, they're self-propelled now. That rattle when the air conditioning is on, I hardly even hear it anymore. There's no denying the odometer. A month ago, before our trip, it read 193,562 miles. And as I looked at this 5,000-plus mile adventure that we were planning, I wondered, how wise is it for us to assume that this machine is going to take us where we want to go? What? If. So I got AAA, of course. Had the shop look at every belt and filter and change all its fluids. It was as ready as it could be. No guarantees, of course, but what more can you do? So three days before we were about to leave, I took my son to a summer school PE class. 
something to do in June. And as I returned to our neighborhood, I saw in the other lane a trail of what looked like oil. And I thought, boy, somebody's car really has problems. And as I made my way to my driveway, that trail, turns out it started in my garage. So we frantically called every shop in town trying to get our minivan repaired before leaving, and almost everybody told us the same thing. We're so busy, we can fit you in in like two weeks. And we, of course, needed something done in two days. That's when we started looking for a new-to-us minivan. And in the whole lacrosse area, there were three that came close to what we wanted to spend. And by the time we called to inquire about them, they'd all been snapped up. But then, we heard back from a mechanic a few of you suggested to my wife Carla on Facebook. And he made the minor repair that was needed. And my 14-year-old minivan was once again ready to go. As far as we knew, knowing that you would drive through the vast cornfields of Nebraska, the mountains of Colorado, the salt flats of Utah, the deserts of Nevada, the heat and heights of California, all the way to the steep streets of San Francisco, and back again, would you leave on Alaska with any ifs in your head? <laughs> Is AAA enough for you in this scenario? A close friend of ours who's very good at imagining the ifs of life said, I would travel with the title in the glove box. So, so we did, just in case. If, right? If is why we have health insurance, life insurance, homeowners insurance. If is why families build up an emergency fund. If is why churches have a cash reserve, a capital reserve. If makes us buy things. If makes us worry, if makes us create contingency plans, it makes the mega wealthy launch themselves toward Mars, for if the earth just doesn't work out for us. If influences our relationships, because we come to understand that no relationship is guaranteed. Not if I do that, not if I say this, and even among the closest, most trustworthy relationships that we count on the most, people die. There's that if, and we can't know when or how. There's that constant if around every relationship. Even our most cherished places and institutions, no place or organization or thing is safe from every storm because there are forces that are out of our control. The ifs of life dominate. So to bring some control to the uncontrollable, we're always noodling around on how to consider and respond to the ifs. So conditioned as we are to always think about if, how might that affect our relationship to God? Can we take out faith insurance? Can we build up a rainy day fund for faith? Do we need a plan B for if God deserts us, if God breaks down on the side of our life? Are there things we can do that force God to walk away? Does some of the if land on us? How does if pertain to God, to faith? You've probably heard me ask before, where is God in all this? That's my ongoing life faith question. The acronym is WIGIAT. 
That's how I'm going to get at this if question today. In a world driven in many ways by ifs, Wigiot, where is God and all that? If I get divorced, Wigiot. If I lose my job, Wigiot. If I get sick, if I dig myself into debt, if I betray somebody that I love, if I believe, if I don't believe the right things, Wigiot. Where is God in all the ifs? The Gospel of John is a gospel that wants to answer the Wigiot question probably even more than the other three. And the way John answers the question is through stories known as signs. The Gospel of John is known for being the book of signs, seven to be exact. Jesus changing water to wine at the wedding in Cana, healing the royal official's son at Capernaum, healing the paralyzed man at Bethesda, healing a man born blind, the raising of Lazarus from death. And there's two more, both of which appear in the text that we heard for today. A large crowd keeps following Jesus, we're told, because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. And this leads into the sign we call the feeding of the 5,000. It's the only miracle story that's told in all four Gospels. Each storyteller, of course, tells it their own way. They each have their own points. And in John, it's very telling how John tells the story versus what Matthew, Mark, and Luke are trying to get across. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are emphasizing the compassion of Jesus, that Jesus provides always something even from nearly nothing. And it's not like John disagrees with that. Of course, Jesus is able to provide. But John wants to make clear, God was not born among us to simply organize food drives so that all are fed. That's good work. That's important work. But that's not the primary work of Jesus. John's point is that Jesus is not just in the business of making sure all are fed. The work of Jesus is to give his self to all people. He is the bread that feeds. The feeding of the 5,000 is about way more than satisfying rumbling tummies. It's a story about satisfying the rumbling in humanity's souls that craves for a relationship with God. All the signs in the Gospel of John are trying to claim that same idea, that in Jesus, God is offering God's very self a relationship, a relationship that brings joy, like new wine at a wedding, a relationship that heals, that restores honor, that even resurrects life after all is lost. God is more than the source of faith products like healing and food. God is a way to live in relationship with love, which shapes our whole lives and our entire deaths. That's John's point. John's trying to proclaim that in this relationship God offers through Jesus, there is no if. To hammer the point home, he right away tells another sign story. Jesus withdraws to the mountain while the disciples head to their boat. And after the disciples get out a ways, the sea becomes rough. A storm swells, and they were terrified. They saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat. And Jesus says, It is I do not be afraid. Now, this is a familiar story. 
and it's told in a couple other Gospels in such a way that we might not catch a couple things about the way John tells it. Notice a couple things here, and this story pops. Number one, in Matthew and Mark, Jesus gets into the boat. The winds cease. We call that miracle the calming of the storm. Not in John. In today's text, nothing is ever calmed. Jesus simply approaches the boat and says, and here's a better translation than what the NRSV gives, it's not just, it is I, do not be afraid. If we were to translate it literally, it would be, it is I am, do not be afraid. The Gospel of John wants to make clear, Jesus is not trying to earn anyone's devotion by simply doing things for us. Wow, look, he can calm a storm. When a storm pops up in my life, God will make it all better. That's not what John's trying to claim. The ministry and miracle of Jesus is that Jesus is God enfleshed. In Jesus, God shows up in our lives and then stays through the storms. Jesus is I am, the name of God given by the Lord in the wilderness to Moses. Who shall I say sent me, Moses asks. I am, the Lord says. Even then, our God was a God of showing up and staying. It's a big difference, worshiping a God for what that God does versus who that God is. Do we only revere God for being the one who created, the one who provides, the one who forgives? What about the times when creation obviously breaks with wildfires or a Category 5 hurricane or whatever else creation can do? Or what about the times when society unravels in ways that hurt or the, the times that we aren't provided for and feel alone or hungry or addicted or victimized. Those things happen. So what do we do when they happen? Do we say, oh, God was absent? If God is only God based on what we see God do, then there's lots of times, lots of reasons to give up on this God and maybe pursue some other God like money or power, whatever seems to get us what we want. This sign John describes where Jesus walks on water and the storm is not calmed, I love it so much because the storm is not calmed. And yet even through the winds, Jesus, I am, is. Just is. Wigiat, where is God in all the ifs? God is. That's where. God is providing abundance of life. God is coming up with ways to make the broken whole again. From the most marginalized or victimized, even unto death, where God is also on a cross and then is not in a tomb. That's the only place God is not. God is here now. Among us, we will proclaim through wine and bread. Every other part of this life is so full of ifs. Even minivans can break down. Mine didn't, by the way. Over 5,600 miles we traveled. But it could have, right? It could have broken down. Relationships, they can dissolve. If pertains to just about every part of our lives, nothing is certain or permanent except 
the I am who we know through Jesus, who through whatever storm you know right now or ever can know, is and will be. Thanks be to God. I am.